When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Light the Tower, your daily look around the world of sports with Hall of Fame broadcaster and voice of the Texas Longhorns, Craig Way, and Horns 24-7 insider, Jeff Howe, on your live, local, and independent home for sports talk in Austin, The Horn. Texas baseball gets their Big 12 Conference Tournament underway later on this afternoon after clinching a share of the regular season Big 12 championship. You can hear that right here on the horn. 12-30 expected to be the first pitch between the number one seed Texas Longhorns and the Kansas Jayhawks. Lucas Gordon on the mound for Texas. Craig Way and Keith Moreland in the booth, and that means Craig Way is getting ready for that game right now. And so Jeff Howe, he's on the way to Globe Life Park in Arlington. So that means going back to the bullpen, you can hear him right after this show, 12 to 3. He is Chad Hastings from the Chad and Zay Show. Chad, thanks for coming in. How are you doing? What's up, man? How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, have you been to Globe Life Park? I have not. Okay. I've not been to the new place yet. New um, Home Depot up there? I have. Uh, <laughs> How dare you? Yeah, of course there is. I've seen, I know where all the Home Depots are near there. I just haven't been up there yet. Um, I am looking forward to taking my dad to a game at some point now that it's all weather controlled, but I have not been inside. I've seen it. I've been near it. Last year, Big 12 Media Days, I parked and got out and walked into Jerry World and turned around and like, oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah. It does kind of look like a barbecue grill, yeah. and, but I've never been inside. Have you been in there? It's Yeah, it's nice. I went there actually last year during the Big 12 Media Days. I saw them lose oh, to the Mariners. That's it's right. huge. It's a huge facility. Now, I've been to Globe Life Field a few times. I understand why they got away from it because that place during summer, man, you were cooking. It was so yeah. hot and there was no air movement in there. You know, it's AC controlled. It's huge. It it doesn't feel like a ballpark, though, if that makes sense to you. It just hmm. it, It's a great environment, but it doesn't have the same feel that you're going to have at Fenway or Wrigley, obviously. And I don't know if that hurts. Well, hurts to environment hurts the experience but it is brand new and it's enjoyable to walk around like it's not cluttered you're not shoulder to shoulder in there it's easy to get in it's easy to get out and so that's a nice part of it so here's what now i'm assuming you've been to minute Maid. i have not actually oh you haven't been to a game in there see what i want to know is for the people that have been to both how does it compare to the atmosphere at minute Maid? yeah because i'm an old school baseball guy that always would tell you, it should be played outside, why are you building a roof? Mm-hmm. But I remember walking in, in addition to being a Rangers fan, I was also raised a Braves fan. So I used to go to Braves-Astros games when they would come to Houston. My dad and I, my dad, brother, and I are walking in. Very first game they ever closed the roof at Minute Maid. It was 96 degrees outside in Houston, right? You're in downtown Humid. Houston. Yeah. And yeah. we walked in that place the first time, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to shut up, this is a pretty good idea. 
But what I like about Minute Maid is it still feels like baseball to me. You're inside, you're weather controlled, but it just has that feel of no, no, I, I'm 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 at a baseball park. I mean, it yeah. really has a great feel to it, even though it's right there downtown. I think they've done an amazing job there, and my hope was that my Rangers could compete with that. So for anybody who's been to both, shoot me a text on the Specs text line, 337-3776. Do those atmospheres compare? Because I think that's kind of the bar that they need to be be hitting. Ice Cream Man made a good point in the Specs text line. He said it feels like there's a baseball game going on inside of a mall, and that's a great way of putting it. Ooh, see, I don't like that feel. Yeah. That's not a good description because that's not how I would describe Minute Maid. Yeah. That's or not how I would describe point. it. Uh, that's that's interesting. Um, the uh, so the Rangers ballpark, of course, is is playing host to this, and it would appear, Cam, that so far the TCU baseball team is getting their revenge for the football championship. No kidding. Max Duggan got him. Must have given the pregame speech. Go <laughs> get those Wildcats. It's sixteen to three in the top of the fifth, and as Craig explained to everybody earlier, there is a ten run rule in effect. Uh, in these games all the way up through the championship game yep. until you get there. So if you don't know, that's 10 runs after 7. So TCU wouldn't obviously need the bottom of the 7th. They are the home team. So uh, that is why Craig was telling everybody it would appear that that 12-15 pregame, 12-30 first pitch for Texas and Kansas right now looks pretty solid. We'll obviously get you as much you know, um, show in between. The Chad and Zay show today will be a sprint. It will not be a marathon, but we'll get you whatever we need to, and then we'll get you off to Texas and Kansas. Score is 16-3, top of the fifth, and it looks like actually Max Duggan's coming out of the bullpen right now, Chad. No <laughs> way. He's got a great sinker. A lot of people don't know that. <laughs> great sinker on Max Duggan. It's incredible. Well, when you're leading by 13, we saw it last night in the in the, uh, was it the, the uh, Blue Jays beat the Rays 20-1. Oh, God, I missed that. Ten runs were given up by positional players because now it, we're. I, I feel like this season we've seen more positional players come in games early this season maybe because of the pitch clock. I'm not sure if I'm just – am I crazy? So, maybe it's because I've seen Cody Clemens pitch more times than he's and, – and he's got what? He's coming at least two, three times this year already. That's weird. Something that I've just noticed. But does TCU put in positional players here? Do you, <laughs> I, I mean, think so. Can they? Can uh, Coach Dykes come in? Can he, can he throw a little bit? I think he could probably play if the whatever their next whatever the running back is that nobody knows about right now that's going to replace Kendra Miller. That's it. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Cook is the guy who can who can come in. This brings up a question though. I yeah, this is this fights against baseball purity. I know, and I'm I'm a kind of a baseball pure guy, purest guy, but. In thinking about like when I see it in softball, and we're, we may witness it here today, I think there needs to be a run rule in every baseball game played. Yeah, except World Series. Mm-hmm. If you want to tell, if you want to tell me in the right, it maybe it's in the playoffs or whatever. But regular season, major league baseball games, why don't they have a ten run rule? Just go ten, make it ten after seven, make yeah. it ten after five. I mean, what are we doing? If you're getting to a point. Where you turn to some rando shortstop and say, hey man, got a slider? <laughs> That's not baseball anymore. Didn't you throw in travel ball back in the 12U leagues you were in? Yeah, got those yeah. what are we doing? So why wouldn't we cut that off a little bit, give the fans another something to think about? They're quickening games up anyway. Mm-hmm. Pitch clock and no shift and they're doing all these things. 
that to me is the is a good next step. Yeah. It's meaningless to me. It's like, well, here we go to the bottom of the eighth. It's sixteen to one. Y'all should have been gone a long time ago. Well, Chad, technically it's possible for the Cub. There's no clock. I get all that. I really do. I love baseball for that. They need a 10-run rule in regular season games. I like that they even do it here in a Big 12 tournament. Yeah. I think softball, by the way, even does it all the way through the championship series. Mm-hmm. You can get run ruled for the title, I think, in their sport, which, whatever. I- I'm all for trying to quicken things up, and if you don't like it, you need to score runs or you need to make plays and make outs. So I like the fact that this exists, uh, and you're not going to – and also – Cameron, this does not extend TCU's pitching farther than it needs to. That's the whole point of this game today. Big 12 has done some really good things over the last few years. They got rid of the long format of this tournament, which was stupid back in the day. Really killed people's pitching staffs. Now you go two, essentially two regionals on each side, play a regional on each side, and then have a one-game championship. Makes a lot of sense. This Blue Jays game last night, it was 11-1 to Going into the ninth, I think at that point, you call it. Blue yeah. Jays scored nine runs in the ninth inning against positional players. Like, what are we doing here? Now, I understand, right. like, okay, you have ad revenue, you get commercials. Just make your post-game show 15 minutes a little bit longer because who wants to watch, you know, Wilder Franco come in and, and give up? I don't think he actually pitched, but give right. up, you know, back-to-back-to-back-to-back extra base hits while the Blue Jays score nine runs. I mean, that's that's not enjoyable for anyone. Even even if you're a Blue Jays fan, like, even if I was a Texas fan, say, like, 16-3, to by the last inning, it's like, okay, come on, let's get this game over with, you know, let's focus on tomorrow's game. Yeah, Especially, I agree. But 20-1, good Lord. Yeah, it's too much. That's too much. Uh, so 16-3, to bottom of the fifth. So once, we, uh, once TCU is done uh, hanging runs on Kansas State in this inning, Kansas State will be down to six outs to get within 10 runs, or that game will be done. That is the 4-5 matchup. Here's something else cool, and I'm sure Craig has mentioned this along the way, but I really like this rule change as well. Texas being the one seed, they're the home team in any game they play at Globe Life. They didn't used to do it that way. They'd switch it randomly. They'd have coin flips or coach choices. Mm-hmm. and It was really strange to me. I like this. If I fight all year, then I'm the one seed or I'm the two seed. That's what, I do deserve that. I deserve the advantage that comes with a last at bat. So I love that. Texas is as a one seed. They pack one kind of uniform. You don't have to worry about that. You get to determine what uniform you want to wear every time. Take whatever uniforms you normally do. You're the one seed. You're always, I don't know if they get to do the same dugout every time, but you get the advantage of the home team every time. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we see this in high school a lot where, you know, even the first run, even if you're the district champion and you're playing the the fourth place team from the other district, like you're still flipping for a home field advantage. Like, then what's the point of the regular season, especially in the Big 12 tournament, which we saw the last few years kind of affect Texas? In a negative way, if if you play the regular season, then you get to the conference tournament, and it doesn't matter for your seating based on home field and away or the home team and away team. Then what's the point of the regular season? So I'm glad I got that back in place. Uh, it should benefit Texas. Who I mean, after the Oklahoma series, Chad, I if you told me Texas could be fighting for a regional host and a chance to win the conference tournament and also already be a co-conference champion, I don't know if I would have believed you considering how how bad the bullpen looked after the Oklahoma series and just how negative everything was after that weekend. I mean, people were calling for David Pierce to be on the hot seat. And then here we are, 
Number one seed, D1Baseball.com, last predictions, had Texas as the last regional host. I think you got to beat, you, obviously you have to beat Kansas. you got to beat TCU. And I would think you'll need to win the Big 12 championship. Now, Kendall Rogers at D1 Baseball is saying that he thinks at least two Big 12 teams will host a regional. So I guess we'll mm. see how it shakes out. But the, the fact that Texas has a chance to host a regional, I think it is the sign of that David Pierce is the right guy, in my opinion, because going into this year, we knew how much the turnover was going to affect this team. The bullpen has been really iffy. A new pitching coach, it looked like at times this season was just going to be a disaster, kind of like 20, I think 2017, right, the year that they missed the missed the postseason. Now you're looking at a chance to hopefully maybe host a regional. I still feel like the, the cap for this team is a super regional, but uh, Chad, what do you think? Well, I... The the run they've been on now, when you look at the rankings, it's put them in that discussion for kind of back end of the back end of regional hosting. And I heard Craig talking about those numbers that you were getting into about where the the projection is. Feels like there's no way you know they're, they're not going to end up as a top eight seed. Yeah, yeah, that's the super regional hosting. But it does feel like as long as they get have a decent run here at the Big Twelve, certainly if they win the Big Twelve tournament, I would think they host. And then the issue is going to be, we had one of our listeners text this in the last couple of days, Cameron, I want to get your thoughts as a Longhorn fan. The question is, this is from uh, our guy Tile Daddy. It says, would you rather be the 16 seed and host a regional, but then have to go to Wake Forest for your super, or be the 17 seed, travel for the regional, but avoid playing the number one team in the supers? Mm. Yeah, that's that's a good point, because as of right now, if you're going off D1 Baseball's projections, that's what would happen. See, my answer to that as a third-party observer, if I was a Texas fan, my answer would be let me play in my home ballpark yeah. as much as possible. Baseball's a kooky, weird game. You never know what can happen. You invite me to someone else's lion's den, and who knows? Give me my field that I've been on all year in the regional, and I will take my chances if we end, if you end up playing Wake. I think David Pierce would agree with that, right? Because if you end up at a, a weird regional site, like what if you end up at like Campbell or something? You know, it's a weird baseball field. You're in the middle of yeah. nowhere in North Carolina. You know, you don't feel really at ease the entire weekend. If you're home, you're home, right? Even if you have to take on Wake Forest in the next round, at least you're playing the Super Regionals, right? So I would think you would definitely would want home field advantage no matter what, even if you're most likely going to face the number one seed in the Supers. I would assume. Someone also sent us a text. Remember, Specs text line is 337-3776. This says owners would lose money from concessions with the run rule. Yep. It won't happen. I would argue the other way. Because if you know that run rule exists, imagine the lines at the concession in the fifth and the sixth. If you know, if it's ten nothing in the fourth, then do the math. I I gotta have my nachos, Cameron. Mm-hmm. So if if you throw eight runs up early, oh, I'm gonna make sure I get my nachos. So I'll argue the other side of that. I think they might actually get help on concessions because people will be forced to go in those middle to late innings and go get that extra, that last beer, go get those nachos, go get that last hot dog. Once they see, oh my god, it's like twelve nothing, right? It's the same argument for shortening the MLB season, right? It's like why are we playing 162 games? I mean, the season's way too long, but goes back to Ticketgate. Concessions. Now that, that ticket argument I agree yeah. with because that's the actual game itself. Yeah. But I'm saying once I'm in, yeah. I can adjust getting food and drink. But I think they're hoping that those nachos are so good that you come back in the ninth and have your, your second helping knowing the game's almost over with. Now look, I love nachos. There's no need to have two in one. Really? Okay. There's no two in one game. Double header's different. Double header, I'll have two orders of nachos. 
let's not go crazy. It's not anarchy we've got here. The the food options at the Ranger Stadium, they have that how the, the queso hot dog. There, there's a lot going on there. Yeah, that, lot. that's one part I don't know if I can handle because I'm an old school guy when it comes to food at a ballpark. So I'm probably going to have to take like 30 minutes just walking around looking at food. Are you just a hot dog? Hot dog and beer? Maybe some, uh, some uh, what are those things called you put in the... I don't remember the call. But pretzels, fries, uh, cheese curds. Peanuts. peanuts. Not yeah. a peanuts guy. Okay. No, no. I either do, you know, yeah, hot dog, hot dog, beer, soda, nachos. Those are kind of the, that's okay. those, a combination of those four. That's usually what I do. You keep it simple. Keep it simple. Keep it very simple. Uh, when I met my wa- my now wife and uh, was trying to find out some of the little things about her, when I found out that she was a nacho person at events, it really did cement the relationship. That's we're, when that's when he knew we're not so your to people. Speak. And then you say, are, "Are you jalapenos or no jalapenos?" And she says, "Oh, I don't like jalapenos." Again, locked it in. I'm not a jalapeno guy. <laughs> can't do the hot stuff. We love just the basic nachos with cheese. That's all we need. So you, you called your dad that night. I was like, dad, <laughs> I think I found her. She's the one. Well, well, how'd you know? No jalapenos on her nachos. Nachos with no jalapenos, bro. We are in. Uh, 16 to 3, TCU. They're going to the top of the sixth now. TCU finally got done in the bottom of the fifth inning. Um, all right. So I definitely want to get. Cameron, your thoughts as we roll along. Uh, I know you are a Stars fan, and I heard you were there last night. I was. Okay. so First you... hockey game I've ever been to. Ever? Yeah. Not even Texas Stars? I... Have you been out there for a game? I wouldn't count it because we left like in the first period. Oh, okay. So I wouldn't count it, and I was like four or five. Okay, but certainly your first NHL game. First NHL wow, game. Wow, that's crazy. First one that I, I sat my butt in the seats and stayed all the way through three periods. On the- I stayed to the, the last buzzer, guys, for all the Stars fans that left pretty early last night. There was a handful. Oh, man. I think on behalf of all Stars fans, Cameron, I'm going to say, maybe you don't need to go to games anymore. Yeah, it was a, it was a bad a showing. A game. It was a bad That's what I said. Uh, I put out a, put out a tweet uh, and said picked a hell of a game to choose my first hockey game. But still, i got to thank Tom McKay and AV Consultations Absolutely. for uh, hooking me up. And he can cook. I think he's hooked up everyone's uh, TV home setup. He's hooked up pluckers, that's for sure. So if you're trying to get on uh, maybe some uh, Stanley Cup, NBA Finals action, you want those, those two – Two TVs, you know, maybe look at AP consultations. Dude, if anybody knows the McKays, y'all might want to stay away from them right now because they are headbutting walls. His, yeah. his daughter was like a Stars fan, which I guess she still kind of is, but then being up in the Boston area, she's adopted the Bruins, so she's not have a good, had a good playoffs. And now Tom and all the Stars fans are staring down the barrel of 3 nothing in this uh, in the series and the way last night happened. Definitely want to talk about that. Also, uh, get Cameron's thoughts on the Boston Celtics waking up, actually playing a little basketball yeah. uh, in Game Four or Game Three, rather. No, Game Four last night and not getting swept. Uh, also, up next, we will get you a Longhorn notebook. We will get you a flex segment. Oh, I saw something on the Flex Twitter account today that is right up my alley. We'll talk about that too. If you want to jump in, Specs text line three three seven three seven seven six. Again, right now it looks. like like we are on target for that 12:30 start for Texas and Kansas. It could obviously change. It's baseball, but TCU's up 16 to 3 and if that game if Kansas State cannot score four runs uh, between now and the top of the 7th, that one will be done and then it will be that 12:15 pregame for Texas and 
Kansas. Either way, game's going to be right here for you, and we'll be here for you as long as we need to be. Hope you're having a good Wednesday. It is like the tower. Craig and Jeff getting prepped for the game. I'm Chad Hastings. Of course, Cameron Parker is here, and we're glad you're here too. This is the Horn. Nice riff. Nice riff. Muddy for nothing. Dire Straits from way back in the day. I think Serious by the Alan Parsons Project, of course, the theme song of the Bulls 90 run, is probably yep. the most, like, get me fired up. This one, I think, is a close second. This does it. Round Rock was playing these uh, right before the first pitch, and I'll tell you what, that... Thursday night game last week against Westlake when everyone was packed into the gills. Like, all right, let's play some baseball, baby. Yeah. Now, one thing I don't know, I don't know if this song has been repurposed for the modern era because this song does include yeah, a couple. That, that F word that Bob Huggins just got in trouble yeah. for. Actually, he used the short version. This is the longer F word uh, that is no longer as ex- as acceptable in certain circles as it used to be. Uh, but it did find its way into this song. So be careful if you're listening to Dire Straits around your kids. If you think this is just safe yacht rock or it's, 80s it's rock. Not. Be careful. Got to be careful. Cameron Parker is here. I'm Chad Hastings. And we are taking you through the 11 o'clock hour. Because Craig Way is getting ready to call the baseball game with Texas and Kansas. Jeff Howe is on his way up to cover it. And Kansas State is down to their last three outs. It's top seven. It's 16-3 to TCU. So a run rule would be in effect if Kansas State cannot get four runs here uh, as, the, uh, as it is 16-3. to So assuming that happens here in the next little bit, everything will be on schedule for Texas and Kansas to go, uh, to go 12-30 on that first pitch. So we've got that and a couple other things for you. Let's get you a Longhorn Notebook here in the 11 o'clock hour. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. And again, Jeff is headed up there to cover things. Check out Horns247.com for all that they've got for you. It's Wednesday, so that means once everything's done this afternoon with Ball Don't Lie, you've got the Wednesday Night Flex Show. We'll talk Flex here in a second. You've got Longhorn Blitz Podcast with Jeff, Rod, and Matt. The replay of that. Or excuse me, the first playing of that of the week replay tomorrow night. Uh, you've got uh, fight night at nine o'clock tonight and ten o'clock. It's sports guys talking wrestling. Stu sent me a little note today. He's got some good stuff in uh, sports guys talking wrestling tonight. One of the creators of Dark Side of the Ring. He got an interview with one of those guys. They're about to start their new season. Plus, WWE and AEW have pay-per-views coming this Memorial Day weekend. And he will uh, get uh, get you previews of all of that. So, um, in terms of the Longhorns, again, getting ready for Texas and Kansas coming up here. Cameron, I didn't realize it till I heard Craig say it as I'm driving in. 
that the one loss of the season for Lucas Gordon came against Kansas. Yeah. So if you're looking for something to maybe give him a little extra edge, I might like that as a Texas fan. He's pitching really well right now, but this gives him a chance to kind of clear his mind of the one team that, uh, that was able to put a loss on him. Yeah, I think a lot of people are wondering, like, okay, you're playing Kansas. Why burn Lucas Gordon your best arm against the Jayhawks? Well, first off, because, one, if you lose to Kansas, that's going to be catastrophic to your your postseason seeding, right? You can't lose to a team that's below 100 in the RPI. And number two, you mentioned Gordon's only loss. Now, I think playing in Lawrence is always a really weird environment, unless it's even even including basketball, because you have Phil House, which is going to be completely sold out, and then you have the football in baseball and other sports where it's like you can hear the pin drop, right? I mean, there's more mm-hmm. people at a T-ball game than there are at Kansas baseball games. <laughs> no offense to Jayhawk fans and players. But I think that was just a weird environment. And I'm sure Lucas Gordon, you know, he probably told Pierce, like, hey, give me the rock. I want to go out here and beat these guys again. So I understand it, and I feel almost a little bit better about it because, you know, some situation is like, okay, I don't want to let your guard down, put the number one guy against a, a team that should lose, right? But I think in this case – Coming off his only loss to the Jayhawks, he looked good against West Virginia. I like this. Just get the first win right and just go from here. Because, I mean, even last week against West Virginia, we saw Lucas Gordon go against uh, West Virginia's number two, number three guy. They put tracks against him on Saturday in the bullpen. Hold up. The starters mm-hmm. held up. So I, I feel I don't feel great about the pitching. I, I won't all the way through the roll, all the way through rest of the season. But I do like Gordon starting on the mound here today. We'll see how the Longhorns look today. Remember, if you if they if Texas gets the win today, they play at four o'clock tomorrow. A much more reasonable game time than nine a.m. There's just no world where a nine a.m. baseball game makes sense. I'm sure. Texas and eggs to any player. That's bizarre. That's what they had TCU and obviously K State do today. But that is uh, you know four o'clock start. If Texas gets the win, and then remember, if they can get a win. And then a win tomorrow, they get Friday off completely. And that yeah, that's is a huge. huge advantage that you can get yourself if you get a couple of wins. So 12.30 looks like it's going to be the start time. Kansas State still batting in the top of the seventh. We'll get you updated on that. Cam, you also had a note uh, on another Texas team. Yeah, NCAA uh, Women's Golf Championships going on right now. Texas finished second in the stroke play over at Greyhawk Country Club. Advanced the match play where, Chad, they faced the Texas A&M Aggies in the quarterfinals. Is that yesterday. right? Aggies uh, victorious. They uh, won the matches three and one overall. Sophie Guo, the only Longhorn uh, girl to get a victory in the matches. So good season for Texas. Uh, a pretty pretty young team, I think overall. Hmm. Uh, lost to A&M. A&M ended up losing to Wake Forest. And how about USC upsetting Stanford? Rose saying Chad probably the maybe one of the greatest. Woman amateur players of all time, an absolute. She's basically just Tiger, just reincarnated. And <laughs> she lost yesterday to USC. So USC and Wake Forest. Um, Wake Forest has two basically pros as well on their team. So they're <laughs> fighting it off for the women's uh, national championship right now over at Greyhawk. And a quick shout-out to Haley Cooper, a former Longhorn, uh, set a couple records at UT. She actually transferred to A&M. So I know uh, maybe some hate there, uh, but okay. she's from Montgomery, so I'm not going to give her any hate. She beat Bentley Cotton yesterday, a Westlake grad. So congrats to A&M, even though people are going to shoot me for that. It's all right. It, it's it's golf. We all get along in, in golf, right, Chad? There's no, there's no, it's not live PGA, right, Chad? Come well, on. I don't think it's Can that. I say congrats to an Aggie? I'm 
Hey, look, I am one of the few people that was actually kind of excited for Brooks Kepka. So sure, you yeah, can okay. kind of root for whoever you want. Um, everybody always talks about. Obviously, there's the the football that's coming in the uh, SEC. The you know what the baseball conference is going to become. Oh but yes, I just love it in all sports. I love the idea that what that, that match you just mentioned is going to end up being SEC. Think about SEC golf. Coming yep. up, where Justin Thomas is a guy who played at Alabama against Texas back in the day. Now that is going to be that. That's a you know a conference match. Yeah, that's a conference matchup now uh, for all of that. Not to mention you know everything, swimming and diving, and just all the things that Texas and Oklahoma are now going to be a part of. That will be SEC. But uh, yeah, that uh, so Texas women's golf, heck of a year. Uh, they are done, and then men's golf did advance into the quarters. Is that right? So men's advanced. So they haven't started the the national championships yet. So stroke play, I believe, starts on oh, okay. Friday. They're still the team. Yeah. So they just they just wrapped up the. Uh, the regional, so now they advance. They advance to the NCAA championship. So stroke play starts Friday. It's uh, I believe it's three rounds to decide who makes it to the uh, to the stroke play, the match play event. Excuse me. So remember Texas, defending champions from last year, but they had a super senior loaded roster, a lot of new guys, a couple of big freshmen um, playing some big roles, including Keaton Vogue, the freshman from Anderson, who was an absolute beast in the high school level. So a young team, but um. We'll see. Coach Fields is pretty good at what he does. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. All right, there's a Longhorn notebook for you. Let's get you a quick flex segment here. Another uh, seven on seven if you want to check it out. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. If you go to uh, flxatx.com, you will find the schedule for the Westwood 7-on-7s. If you are younger, you might call them SQTs, State Qualifying Tournaments. I'm an old guy. I call them 7-on-7, so whatever you need to do there. Everybody's working their way towards College Station. Lake Travis and San Marcos have already qualified. Uh, you got a group of teams. A couple of those, it's like Lake Travis is going to be a part of this one as well. Uh, but you got some other names. One that jumps out to me, Cameron, is Weiss. The uh, talented receiver Adrian Wilson is on that team. If you haven't checked out the Wolves, he is a guy that uh, has been making a little noise uh, with some big-time plays and some 7-on-7. Seven seven. So if you want to check out the Weiss Wolves, they are a part of this this weekend. Yeah, great field of... Uh... Uh, Westwood's in it, uh, Pflugerville, Lake Travis, Rouse, Austin, McNeil, Leander, Georgetown, Vister Ridge. I mean, Dripping Springs, Bowie's out there, Huddle's out there. Yep. 7-R-7s is really fun because if, if you like the high school football scene, this is where you get a preview of who's going to be up next. And especially, I mean, you see some incredible plays in 7-on-7, mm-hmm. seven seven, especially it just seems like wideouts or quarterbacks always coming in with a one-handed grab. So get out there the huddle. Uh, it is Saturday. Again, check on uh, flexatx.com. I think Nolan Hogan will be out there as well doing some coverage for, for the Flex. So they'll be out there at Westwood High School. Uh, gates open 7.15 a.m. and probably goes all the way through about 1 or 2 p.m. So hopefully the weather will hold up. Uh, we got some you know weird weather. We're in this weird period, period of May, Chad, where it's like it's probably going to rain every day, but maybe it won't. But either way, uh, it'll be raining some good football. Yeah, if you want to check those out, uh, flxatx.com. Also, if you go to the Flex Twitter account, or I retweeted it as well, 
Y'all know I'm into uniforms and helmets and stuff. I love that high school teams are now debuting like new alternate helmets and all that. Cedar Park threw out a uh, a tweet that Flex retweeted from the what is it AU Concepts and Designs team of a badass green helmet they're going to go with oh, this year. Man. Has a nice script pack on both sides. It says attack on the back, and on the nose plate is the Cedar Park, the, the Timberwolves logo that you're probably used to. Black stripe over the top. Cameron, that's a sharp hat right there. Yeah, that's a badass-looking Texas football helmet right there. And it's Dallas Stars uh, colors, too. It does kind of have that thing. Yeah, black face mask on the front looking pretty good. Uh, So check it out. Flex segments all throughout the day. 1130 here on Light the Tower. 130 normally uh, on the Chad and Zay show. We will not have 130 today with Texas baseball going on. But uh, you get it around 345 or so on the afternoon show. And then Bucky and Aaron crank it up about. 830. Cameron, it looks like it is over now. 16-3, I think, was the final. TCU, yes, 16-3 over Kansas State. So that means things will be on schedule for 12-15 pregame, 12-30 first pitch, Texas and Kansas. How about Max Duggan pitching one in the third today? Max Duggan wow. was gritty. It was gritty. The joke, people. I didn't know he was going to be able to make that throw from his <laughs> knees, but he did. He did a very good job. All right, coming up, one more segment here. I want to get Cam's thoughts on that Dallas Stars game you went to last night, plus the Celtics wake up and play well. One team in green not playing well, one team in green staying alive. We'll get that to you. Then a little bit of Chad and Zay, and then Texas baseball. Keep it here on the Horn. Wow. Man, he just snapped a slider off in the dirt for the strikeout. Did you just go Towns Van Zant in the show? Guess so. Are Whoa. you a big uh, Dylan guy? Man, I do dig Bob Dylan. Okay. Absolutely. So this would be, this is Towns though, right? Or is this Bob? This is Bob. This is Bob? Yes. Okay. Thank Isn't this a Towns Van Zant song though? Oh, it's cover. No, maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm I'm thinking of something else. Sorry, I am sorry, Dylan fans. It is Bob's birthday today. My bad. Yeah. My bad. So it was written and released on his uh, Skyline album. Actually, my bad. My bad. So some, I'm thinking of uh, I'm thinking of uh, another Towns Van Zant song. I'm sorry. Terribly sorry. Shout out to Dylan though today. What's Dylan? 82 today. Yeah. No, I dig Bob Dylan. There are a lot of people that don't. A lot of people can't stand Bob. Like his songwriting, his music, you know, it's one of those, it's it's kind of, you, you got to be in the right mood, I think, for Dylan, right? Yeah, it's right? that voice. Yeah. It's the voice that bugs people. And this is way back, Bob. That's why I made that mistake. Yeah. That's way, way back, Bob Dylan. And it, for some reason, sounded like Towns to me. Uh, my apologies to both of those fan bases. All right, speaking of fan bases, if you're a Longhorn fan, you are lined up for that 1230 game. We told you to make your excuses. The last couple days, did you tell the boss you had a lunch meeting? Did you figure that out? Did you tell him you got to go get the tires changed or whatever it is? 12.30, first pitch, Lucas Gordon on the hill for Texas. Somebody pointed out by doing it this way, you also get Lucas the most rest possible. 
before the regional. That's a great argument as well. TCU destroys Kansas State 16-3 to in the purple battle. That was a seven-inning run rule. Nice job there, Big 12. So Texas and Kansas coming up at 12.30. Cameron Parker here as always. I'm Chad Hastings jumping in for Craig and Jeff. And uh, Cameron and I are taking you all the way till 12. Then it will be the quickest Chad and Zay show ever. It's the Chad and Zay Sprint. Neither of us are very good at sprinting, but we're going to try. Zay, give me give me your best 15 minutes on Celtics Heat last That is exactly what it is. Zay, break it down, and then we're out of here. That's basically what it's going to be. Uh, so, Cameron, before we get to that game, you went to the Stars game last yeah. night. As a fan of that team, I was appalled on so many levels at what I saw. Yeah. But I don't think anything tops watching the captain do what he did. Not the captain. There's multiple captains on a hockey team, I know. One of the leaders, one of the guys, one of the guys that grew up right out here in Cedar Park, and I remember going to watch Jamie Benn play, and I know how much everybody loves Jamie Benn. That was disgraceful. I do not know what took took over his body to do that. The first part of it was hockey, and then it just turned into brutality. Five-minute major plus the game misconduct. Then he doesn't eat it with the media. Mm -hmm afterwards and he almost helped to give that crowd the reason to get unruly and give Domi the reason to get unruly later because if one of your leaders and captains is going to act like that two minutes into the game what chance do you have for the rest of the game must win game three you're at home you're already down a goal early on from some pretty poor defense right yeah so you got you got to find a way to compose yourself what does Jamie Ben do no composure he just takes it all off Takes it all off. He and it's inexplicable from your from a guy who's been with this franchise for so long, who's a, who's been in the league for so long. He knows that you cannot you get you allow an extra team to have a five minute power play, especially yeah. the Golden Knights. Once that happened, everyone around us was like, "Yep, they're scoring." Especially, it's two nothing. It's going to be two nothing quickly. Especially when you know your goalie is Ottinger and he's had the issues before. Yep. You've pulled him in this series and he just gave up. A goal a minute and 20 seconds in, and now you're going to put him in a five-minute hole. They almost got out of it, by the way. Almost. They almost did. But then at the end, Vegas is good enough to create the chance to get that goal. That was an. It was just an unbelievable sequence. My jaw hung open for about two to three straight minutes. I'm re-watching it. Like, Jamie, what in the world could you beat? The- he took that stick, and he laid it right on the guy's jaw. Cameron, Forget about your fandom and my fandom. If you could separate yourself, does Jamie Benn need to sit for the next game at least? Well, do you think he gets suspended, right? Do you think the NHL is looking into a suspension That's what I'm for saying. this? Don't you have to suspend him at least a game? Yeah, I would think so. Maybe, would... Or maybe just say rest of the series. Now, the other guy's fine. Sometimes hockey likes to play eye for an eye, mm-hmm. which I sort of like as a sports fan. Yeah. Like, hey, if he's out three games, you're out three games. But he's okay. And the coach brought that up last night, rightly so. Dallas's coach talking about the game. Hey, at least he's okay, but that's inexcusable and everything. Jamie Benn needed to eat that last night. He, he needed to yep. sit in front of the media and say, I lost my ever-loving mind, and I cost this team a game. That's what needed to happen. And now I'm not sure what happens tomorrow night. You're back at home. Now you got these fans that were throwing stuff on the ice. Entitled Dallas fans. Imagine that. Um, no. And you've given them even more reason to, to deal with it. And then the Domi thing. Like, you know you're getting whipped 
when you're punching a guy in hockey and he's just smiling at you, you know you're officially... They were enjoying it. You've lost your mind at that point. Incredible. Um, all right. We, 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 I, I rambled on that one. Boston over Miami. Any thoughts on that? Uh, it's tough to sweep a team. I think Miami still gets it done. But that's the Celtics team that I think we were all expecting to play this yep. entire season. Yep. I think that's fair. Always good to hang out with you, Cameron. Appreciate your hard work. Cameron's going to get ready for this Texas game. It's going to be on time. 12.30, the first pitch. 12.15 pregame. So Zay and I have a little bit of Chad and Zay coming up for you. This has been Light to Tower. Everybody enjoy the game. Craig and Jeff and Cameron will be back tomorrow at 10 a.m. to recap it and see where it is. That is unless Texas loses and they play at 9 a.m. We'll hope they win and play at 4 o'clock tomorrow. Everybody have a good one. Enjoy the game. Keep it right here on the Horn.